The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that I'll warn you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com and you'll see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side is a um, educational video from Bradley. Um, so he's been doing that this past couple of days here do some travel that he's he's had to make and uh he should be back today is my understanding so he'll be on at 3 p.m eastern in that little area on the left side of the page sonsoflibertymedia.com uh, later on today and he'll be there for two hours so be sure to catch that show at 3 p.m eastern on the right side of the page is where we're at click on the play button blow it up whatever device you got and then look for the rumble icon in the bottom right hand corner click on that and you can join us in the chat on rumble I uh, got a lot of friends over there this morning. Good, good to see you guys. I, what is with uh, is that? Is that Dave, Dancing Dave, and Tiny Dancer, Bethany? <laughs> you guys cracked me up over there in the chat. But come over there and join, join those guys and others who are in there with us. And we appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, we're streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Sons of Liberty Radio Live is the channel over there on Rumble. And then also we're streaming live over on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there. And uh, we appreciate those guys letting us have a spot over at BeforeIt'sNews.com. Right up under where we're streaming live is on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Again, that goes out once a day between 7 and 8 Eastern. All the articles we have, including the morning show archive. Be sure to sign up for that. And then also, if you would like to help keep us out there and you want to support us, uh, there's a donate button at the top of the page. You can click on that make a one-time donation or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty and uh, we really do appreciate you very much. And by the way, let me let me just address, you know, some people come in and they go, oh, you're just you just got your hand out for me. Look, it, you get the show free. You don't have to pay anything for it. You don't have to pay anything when when Bradley goes and teaches Christian constitutional heritage. Uh, you when you go on the radio, when you go on the Internet, it doesn't cost you a dime. This is just for those who say, hey, how can we help keep you out there? We'd like to do that. That's all it is. 
I had some guy write in the chat the other day, oh, ask money to get saved. Who does that? That's Rome. <laughs> That's Rome doing stuff like that. We don't do that here. No, you're saved by grace. That's what the song was about. That's why I didn't get the music cut off. So I apologize for the radio audience. But I was so into that song of thinking just of the words uh, of the great uh, God that we serve, that before there was time, he had already fashioned out every single thing that would happen. Whether we perceive it as good or bad, he's working it together for our good and for his glory. And at that, he also established a redemptive plan. Why? Because he had in mind man would fall and he was going to send his son so that he would glorify himself because God's not an idolater. He's not interested in, in lifting you up to worship you. He's interested in saving men from sin so that they might worship him. And so I got caught up in that. I didn't quite get everything turned off. So I do apologize for that uh, because again, I was caught up in the moment with uh, with the words that were being sung there. In any case, we're going to be talking about some interesting things this morning. Before we do, as always, I'll, let's just go to let's go to scripture because again, when I, I was thinking last night of how much I've learned uh, since Kate's been on the show, things even I mean, even if I thought I knew something, I've I've learned more, and a lot of it's been very beneficial to me. I think a lot of it's been beneficial to you guys, but I just I got to thinking, I keep having this thing going back to Jeremiah, which says, go back to the old paths, go back to the old paths. And I know that there's a major reference to, to, the, to the law of God, but there's also this reference to the foods that they were eating and how they were growing things and, what, and how they were surviving in that agricultural uh, environment that they were in. And again, we go right back to Scripture this is the way it was from the beginning. And you know what? God hasn't changed this. Uh, he, he really hasn't changed these commands that he gave uh, in the beginning. This is Genesis 1. And God said, let us make man in our image. Now, man is saying, let us make man in a robot's image or a computer image. That's what they're telling us now. But God said, let, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And what are we hearing now? We're hearing about how they want to make us, quote unquote, transhumans. They want us make us they want to make us less than the image of God. They don't want to give us they want to take dominion from us over the earth. They want to control the fish, the cattle, the air, everything. It's the, the, the wicked men want to do the very opposite of what God said. And so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Not non-binary, not any of this other 73 different kinds of genders that people want. He made a male and female. That's all you've got. That really is all you have. Anything else is a delusion that people are in, and we should not support their delusions, but we should help them understand that they're in a delusion, give them the gospel, and call them to repentance so that they might have a sound mind. Uh, verse 28 of chapter 1 of Genesis, And God blessed them, who? The male and the female. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it. I, I tell you what, if Christians got just that part right down right there, and they left the children issue open to God. And if God gave you one or if he gave you 20 and you be faithful with those, we would see a drastic difference because the culture would just change by simply having children and teaching them the way God said. But he says, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it. He hasn't never 
retracted that command, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. Now later on, he did say in Genesis 9 that they could eat meat too. But in the beginning, this is how this is what he gave. And to every beast of the earth, even the animals, and every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. It was very good. So <clears throat> I just wanted to start out with that because we're going to be talking about a couple of things in just a little bit as soon as we hit some highlights of, I guess, what's going on there in England. But I wanted to hit that because this is basically where this goes. Kate brings, for lack of a better term of what we've given, creation-based medicine. It's what the Lord has provided and has said that it is good, not only for our food, he says it's good for meat. It's good for meat and it's good for us uh, if he is created. And with that said, this is Saturday, so we've got our nurse and nutritionist, Kate Shimarani, on. And uh, good morning, Kate. Good to see you. Good morning. And it's all been going on in the household with <laughs> Fat Dave. Fat Dave managed to urinate up two fuse sockets and blow them and completely trash one, which was for the dishwasher. So very late last night, I was washing a whole day's worth of dishes and he couldn't have cared less. He was flat on his back on my diary. Mouth open. Literally. Literally, no, he was flat on his back. That. <laughs> <laughs> that cat does not care. He's a menace. <laughs> and right now he's in the greenhouse on the deck chair, uh, nice and warm on the hot seat because all the cats want to get on that chair. And are you going to have him watering the plants later? <laughs> well, I was hoping I shouldn't say this. You know, you'd think as that jet of urine hits, I could hear it fizzing. I could hear the whole socket fizzing. Mm. I mean, I'm going to have a T-shirt made with, with all his his things that he's destroyed while he's been on P-Tour. <laughs> tiddle tour. Oh, actually, I should call it that, Tiddle Tour, because he's broke blenders. He's, he's trashed a radiator. He's blown distiller lids up. He's peed up the slow cooker. He peed up the Berkey. He even peed once up the emergency services paramedic be uh, bag when my son was um, taken to the emergency room with, with heart issues. Oh, my word, that cat is a menace. Um, so <laughs> that's yeah, they're, been... they're saying they're saying outdoor cat. He is to be. <laughs> I know. Well, you know what? He, but he's that's just it. I mean, I found one of his teeth as well on the table last night. I mean, how gross is that? I mean, he's literally falling apart, but not quick enough. I'm joking, folks. I know you love him, really. Uh, for those of you for, uh, following me on Twitter, thanks, Daily Mail. I've had 10,000 new followers in the last couple of months. Um, once I got my account back, we have done the Twitter pet of the month, and I will be judging that today. And the winner, the winner... Gets a T-shirt with me on it, um, but gets um, but it's it's the cartoon kind of caricature one that's on my my bio. They get a T-shirt with that on it. I mean, what more could you ask for? I mean, come on. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. I know. I'm sure that um, actually, I seem to be rank, ramping up the shows. Tim, I did a show yesterday. Um, I can't even remember the name. I hope they're not watching. And they've offered me a slot on there every week as well now. Um, you're going to have so much going on. You're not going to do it and know whether you're coming or going here. 
Well, the good thing is I can do the same thing on all the shows. <laughs> Just keep researching it around. Um, I'm sure anyone who's been watching what's going on in the UK must have been so entertained. Um, last week, we saw our pint-sized prime minister that no one voted in, um, you know, in our in Indian government takeover. We saw um, lots of our police officers on cycles, not motorcycles, cycles. And let me tell you, a lot of them looked like Easter eggs sitting on these bikes. They really did need to contact me and get their diets in order. Then we saw lots more of them running. And one of them I thought was going to have a respiratory arrest. I mean, she was positively gasping. One of them at the back had to stop. They'd got their stab vests on, high-vis vests. He had to stop. He couldn't keep up with everyone. He was pulling his trousers off. I mean, this guy was literally hauling AWS. He was, I, I felt quite sorry for him. Then we had all the police cars, the motorbikes, and then all the Range Rovers. And, and some guy was shouting, what's this all about? What's going on here? That's my Irish accent. And uh, they said, it's the prime minister. And he, this guy starts shouting, we never voted him in. We never voted him in. He's not our prime minister. He could have gone down the road in his Range Rover. Nobody would have noticed. He's only about that big. We wouldn't have even seen him over the window, sitting on the seat. It would, unless he had a booster seat, we wouldn't have seen him. But anyway, he was going down the road with this whole Kim Jong-un style cavalcade. It was ridiculous. And these poor cops. I mean, they've been absolutely laughed at, mocked, and I'm not surprised. I mean, I'm sure when they went on duty that day, no one said to them, you're going to be running more than you've ever ran at a speed that you've ever ran in at least a decade or since you did your selection process. And I'm sure lots of them would have had donuts and whatever else they'd had for breakfast. It was such a joke. I wrote on Twitter, what's next? A gilded rickshaw. And somebody said, <laughs> that's racist. But then I put a picture up of a tuk-tuk. Do any of you know what a tuk-tuk is? It's like a motorbike, but with kind of a cab on it instead. It's got three wheels. And the Welsh police had purchased some tuk-tuks to handle crime. I mean, those things. Oh, my anyone goodness. Anyone that's ever been to Thailand, you see those things all the time when they've gone at speed, taking a bend too sharp, and they literally cap over and roll. I mean, they're death traps. So what? Can you imagine? The the bad guys have just got in a car and they're driving off and there's some bobbies behind in a tonk tonk. And all I can say is I hope whoever's riding shotgun has got an equal distribution of weight. Otherwise, that thing's going to topple even when they take a slight bend and you couldn't make any of this up. It's, OK, it's so I got I got a question because you're using a lot of these English terms over there. What is a bobby? A bobby. Well, a bobby was affectionately. A police officer of long uh -huh. gone years, long gotcha. gone years, not an agent of the state. These were bobbies. This was when they used to have a pencil and they had a black book and they flicked it open, licked the pencil <laughs> and took the notes down. Yeah, they um, were just they were just they, they were doing the reports. OK, I got yeah, you. they had a whistle. And if they were getting, you know, jumped or seen robbery, they'd blow their whistle and other bobbies on on the beat. Now we have the Tufty Club and the Tufty Club is. It's kind of a term that they used for the police officer that used to go into the schools and talk to the children. PC shiny buttons, we used to call him. These are quite derogatory terms. But you know what? They locked me up. They came in my house with my keys. So whatever. Um, but anyway, this this lot, uh, it was something to be seen. It's on my Twitter feed. You have to go and watch it. I mean, no matter how many times I watch it, I start laughing because 
It's ridiculous. He could have gone down the road. No one would have noticed. No one cares. Anyway, so that's that's what we've had this week. So it's been quite an exciting week. You know, I've had the dishwasher blown up by the cat. Maybe that's it. That's what you need. You just need Dave with his jet of urine as as a defense cat. He can do it all. Uh, you need him. You need his rear end mounted on an open vehicle and just hold his tail and go for it. I mean, that cat can urinate bucket loads. I've never. I don't know where his bladder is. It's it's yon size. Anyway, so that's what's been happening in the UK. We've had North Korea-style Kim Jong-un uh, cavalcades. Uh, we have the um, we have some kind of coronation of some king and his his woman, and they're all getting ready for it. And all of our newspapers—they're uh, not newspapers, of course—they're now comics—are just full of this coronation. And we've got—I I don't know what's wrong with Prince Charles, Prince. He's not prince to me but i've only got one king so um he's got these fingers that That's are right. like sausages and he's pink totally pink and and I, I think he's eating all the grub and not leaving any for kate middleton who's married to you know the son because she's like throw the girl a, a chip she's like wafer thin she looks like she needs a good feed turn sideways she disappears and meanwhile back at the ranch he's just pink and literally, people are making jokes. I don't know what's going on with it. Maybe he's got a cardiac problem. Who knows? But anyway. He, he looks very just... rotund as well. Well, his fingers do. Maybe his fingers are getting all the food. Who knows? And uh, and he's getting married. And um, we saw Andrew Bridgen in Parliament. Now he's permanently suspended. Um, I think that means chucked out. How can you be permanently suspended? That just means you're chucked out. And that was for bringing up vaccines. But of course, we had Edwina Curry, who had an affair with John Major, both of whom were married to other people. She was involved in Eggate, said we were all going to get salmonella. Then she was the one who was involved in um, allowing Jimmy Savile to have keys to Broadmoor and an apartment in there, where he then went on to assault, uh, you know, patients in there. Um they they and then we had David Cameron involved in the cash for favors scandal. They're all they were all still allowed in, but you put somebody in there who happens to talk about the vaccines harming people, and now he's permanently chucked out. And then we've got Matt Hancock, Madaslan Matt, wanting to make the online harms bill include anti-vaxxers. So if you say anything bad about vaccines, you go to prison. But hang on a minute, on the government website. There is a payment capped at 120k for vaccine injuries. So they're admitting that vaccines injure and you can apply, and many have already received it for all vaccines, 120k as a one-off payment capped. So surely they're admitting that vaccines harm. So how can you go to prison for saying that vaccines are dangerous? Anyway, um honestly, clown world. We're living in clown world. And uh, I have to go for very long walks. I really do and have lots of chats uh, with God through the sun. It's great. Um, so, I, you know, you, you were doing a, bit, a couple of bits of scripture. So can I read a couple of really short pieces Please. of scripture? And if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity and thy, thy darkness be as the noonday. And the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought 
and make fat thy bones, and thou shalt be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. Isaiah 58, 10 and 11. And then I like this one as well. Nothing tends more to promote health of body and soul than does a spirit of gratitude and praise. That's obviously not a thing, but this. I put this on my Twitter today. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Um, Philippians 4, 8. I mean, how fabulous is that? So um, today I'm going to tell you um, a little bit about myself, how dull and boring, um, but which is going to lead me on to something far better. Now, when I was um, 13 years old, my father um, left and my uh, my mom and dad divorced. Uh, my mum took it really badly. They'd been together since she was, I think, fourteen or fourteen or fifteen, and they got married when she were when they were, I think, they were just turned seventeen. And by the time they were twenty, early twenty-one, they had three little girls. And my dad was a telegraph lad, and then he became a postman. So they were like first boyfriend girlfriend, and the wedding pictures of my parents. They're just like kids. It's quite interesting to watch. But as my mom always reminds me, a lot of people got married at that age in the, those times. Yeah. So because they didn't go to university. So when we were little girls, my mom is very, very smart. She retired in her 50s to Australia and stood in her swimming pool with a glass of champagne and said she would have never believed that herself, Marcia, from um, where she was from, near Aspley that that was where she would be. Her father was uh, a farmer and he had a son and then he went away to work. And when he came back, my grandmother was pregnant with another man's child. He never questioned it. She was going to leave him. And then circumstances, the man she was going to leave him for, his own two children died of scarlet fever and he couldn't leave his wife. So my grandfather came back. He was working away for almost a year and he blamed himself for working away. And he never questioned it. And he raised that little boy as his own, never made them feel different. So he had two boys now. Then he had a little girl and she fell off the table and banged her head. Although later, I believe it was it was meningitis. But my grandmother never told the story like that for whatever reason. And this little girl died. And then they had my mother. So they had two boys and a girl. And my mother was white haired, crystal blue eyes. And in the middle of the night... When my grandfather was working, my mo my mother's mother, my grandmother, she left and she left these three children in bed. And it's not for us to judge or my mum never judged. And um, my grandfather then um, brought those children up with the help of his own father. So my mother, then he had another lady. I don't believe they were married. But that's why when anyone asks me to do a family tree, I normally go, <laughs> you know, I have to, because in my mother's family alone, there are um, two mothers and there are three fathers. So there's lots of kids in that are my mother's brothers and sisters, but it's, it's, it's really big. So then my grandfather met another lady and they had two children together. And then after several years, she left and took the children with her. So my mother had a, um, 
never never wanted for anything my grandfather was incredible i remember him he took us he he then worked for rally that makes bikes and he used to take us out every weekend on our bikes and he he died actually with his bicycle clips on he never learned to drive he was an amazing man and he used to take us to the farm as well where he was still working he was a wonderful wonderful grandfather and i remember nothing but joy and good times and he was a big part of our lives growing up he would babysit he would come on holiday with us and he was wonderful now my father left when i was 13 and he went off and then 3 years later he married the lady and he stayed with her till he died and they had she already had four children so we we're a big kind of diluted down family but my mother took it very badly and i remember it still her weeping and losing lots and lots of weight she went very thin and weeping and weeping every night and i remember hearing this as a teenager it was very distressing and then i remember her being and she was very angry and um it was a, a really difficult time and then uh and of course financially as well she but my my mother you know she went to night school when we were little girls because she was very very smart very good at numbers and she did all her bookkeeping exams and it was my mother working hard and saving that they actually bought their own home so my mom and my mom helped me as well when my marriage ended um helped me financially she raised three girls to be independent and to be hard working which we all are and and you know took me a long long time in my life to to actually get that so my mom then was prescribed a drug by her doctor to help her sleep and to help her calm down and that drug was called valium and she took that drug for years and it was very difficult for her to stop taking it it's a benzodiazepine and it absolutely ruined an entire generation it was called the housewife's ruin now when i became four, when i was 14 i went through a period where i couldn't sleep 14 years of age and the same gp doctor gave my mother this drug for me and i took this drug and i remember taking it and being totally comatose in bed and missing school the next morning and feeling really flat and i took this drug for must have been a couple of months and and i think i took it till i ran out and then my mom wouldn't let me have any more this is years obviously years ago but this drug is so dangerous and so many people still now heroin addicts heroin addicts when they can no longer get the heroin they would take valium and people are still very addicted to these things it's horrific and remember the top 3 causes of death are cancer heart disease and prescription medication and for women the more fat you have on your body you know what is what is your liver do when it's toxic and it can't process any more of these toxins it packages them up in fat so you've got a whole generation out there now i know that um a young man uh who was coming over on a flight he was given by i believe the doctor gave it to him he's only young 14 years of age he was given one of the z drugs sleeping tablets i mean who in their right mind would give a teenager a sleeping tablet um when you could have given him just melatonin for jet lag but more to the point the most dangerous time on an aircraft is takeoff and landing when you need to be alert you need to know where the exits are you need to know how to unfasten your seatbelt check it a few times because that's when you need to get people off 
And that's why you shouldn't be giving your children sedatives to make them quiet on the flight, but people do. I mean, why? I don't know. Anyway, um, so so these drugs are very, very dangerous, benzodiazepines. And doctors just, there are a lot of good doctors, but there's a lot of really bad doctors. And there's a lot of dirty drugs on the street. And now you see we live in an age where people can go on the internet and they can buy these drugs. And remember, we've talked about on this show, 50% of the global market of drugs is from India. 75% of those factories do not meet World Health Organization standards. We no longer have a patient safety standards agency in the UK. It was got rid of by the Tories, Tory government, those lot. And um, they're set to take over the market in, an, in the next couple of years. And I can tell you right now, Accord Healthcare Limited, that supplied the midazolam that they say was diverted. I don't believe any of that, but that's just my opinion. Um, to Healthcare Coordination Limited, that then went on 9.9 million milligrams used up on our elderly and 83% of them that died got it. Um, this, this company, Accord Healthcare Limited, they're not researching drugs. They're researching patents. And then when they, they change the, the starting dose, they, they're researching the patents. And they're winning these patents in court. So they're taking over. They're, it's what you call thuggery, the real meaning of the word thuggery. Yeah. Someone else does all the work and you take it. Yeah. Kate, let me let me ask you something about that. Is it, Do you think that stuff that you're talking about now, uh, and I think a lot of this was going on in the 70s and stuff, we used to hear about it. I, I remember as a kid hearing about volume and, and if you saw somebody on you know, a TV show or something that had that, they're just you know, lifeless uh, after they take that. So do you think that people, that the convids in a way has awakened people to where they're starting to go, okay, wait a minute. Uh, there's a war on drugs, which is largely, lar I'm going to say largely against things that we read about in Genesis one, that God created, they grow. And I'm not talking about any process stuff. I'm talking about just straight out of the ground stuff. A lot of that stuff's been targeted, but yet the big pharma uh, who causes you know, in the top three deaths, do you think people are coming around to that and more and more people? I mean, because you're a person who provides that kind of information. Are you seeing more and more people starting to have their eyes open to say, wait a minute, I'm I continually go and I take all these different drugs and I'm spending a fortune on them and I got 50,000 things and they're causing all these other problems. Do you think they're waking up to what what's actually happening to them and starting to go back? as it were, to the old oh, paths with... with absolutely. What Never would I have believed I could have lived in such a time mm. where the Rockefeller petroleum drug-based industry, you have common the common layman who's researching and knows more than the doctors. And I can tell you how I know they're waking up because I, I went to bed very late last night. I try not do it anymore but because uh, of my pineal gland. Um, but you know what? I, I have... Oh, my word. The emails... And it's people that are on a whole load of drugs. And you know, one of the nicest things, I had a wonderful cop contact me as, as, as a patient, a new patient. Not obviously, I'm not going to give away where he is, but when he came on camera, I went, what's all that in the background? It was all these police hats. He went, oh, it's mine. I was a police officer. <laughs> you know what? Which I thought was hysterical. But he watches the shows I do. He's so wonderful and respectful. Um... And he wants to change what he's doing and these drugs he's on. And, you know, you can. You can reverse all of these things. Yeah, all of our whole body re regenerates. And I love the fact that now people are taking real responsibility for their own health. 
And it's, it's amazing. And people are just sucking it up. And um, uh, I just find it wonderful. I really do. I spoke to Wes this morning. And, you know, he's um, Wes Garner. He, oh, he's such a nice young man. And, you know, he when you think they put a pacemaker in him and they did it as a te- test and they lied. They didn't tell him that like an experiment. He's turned his entire health around with diet and juicing and you know, I, I love that people are doing this. And a lot of my um, a lot of my patients, it's it's wonderful what people are doing. Absolutely wonderful. And um, I, I'm just grateful to, to bring it. And, and look at what's happening with the COVID shots. No one's taking them. A raspberry. Look at the uptake now of all of these childhood vaccines. Nobody's taking them. It's going right down. And um, people are getting wise to it. And we know that there was all those kids in New York and the, the death rate, what it would normally be, went right down. And what was the only thing they did different for three months? They didn't go and get their shots. I love the way it's called shots because they literally are shooting you. Yes. Uh, but it's – and <laughs> I, I'll tell you what else as well. Those nurses, when they did those dancing TikTok videos, oh, they must be cringing so much and the nurses because – People are just disgusted. It doesn't matter how many times you put those out. People don't want to see it. And, you know, people really are wising up to the fact that uh, you don't need to be in their system. And um, this, this is carrot and apple juice. I'm just going to add lemons. I've got lemon in here and ginger. I went a bit heavy on the ginger as well today. So my throat's going to be on fire. Excuse me. Bottoms up. Yeah, I've got this citron, ginger and honey tea. Uh, my wife picked up and uh, we went through that that bottle of stuff and it's great and then i've got some Ooh. i guess coming today because I, I i needed it for my throat i wanted to keep it from getting sore and boy that stuff does does the trick yeah that stuff just did the trick as well and that was um a big piece of ginger i love ginger and i love garlic and i love onions i mean if I was a younger chick, I'd have never have got married and had kids with the amount of onions and garlic I eat. Oh, my <laughs> word. And uh, anyway, can you see Mr. Fleabag behind me on the uh, sofa? Yeah, they were talking about him. He was just a scratching and scratching and he got the oh, got Well, let me in. tell you, he had a full submersion bath up to his neck yesterday. Him and Nelly have been bathed. I managed to get six fleas that were like coming up for air. <laughs> they were drowning. It's the flood. And I got them and flicked them outside. And um, I, they, they're really, I don't like, I put apple cider vinegar in it. So they've now had a flea treatment. I've had to because I'm bitten. To, I don't care if I get bitten by fleas because you know when I had cancer three years before, never a flea bite. And that's one of the things when you lose your ability to stimulate an immune response, you don't get, you, you get bit, but you don't get the itchy bump anymore. Uh, Dr. Max Gerson showed that with the cathartin plasters. So uh, look, he's going to mess up the whole, he's going to get, I come in, I come into my house or I come from upstairs and all the cushions will be all messed up and on the floor. There's nobody in here, just the dogs and the cats. <laughs> and he's been a bit of a toad because he chases the cats except for Floyd. Floyd beats him up and he comes out really chuffed with himself, a big piece of cat fur. Uh, anyway, but look, let's, let's get to the Lord's pharmacy because what they do, you cannot patent that which is natural. So what they did with Valium was they took something that was natural, isolated the active compound. This was valerian root. And then they made a synthetic version. And then they get a patent on it. Then they get a license on it. And the rest is history. And you get loads of side effects. 
When I had a root canal tooth out, I had a huge dose of valerian root, lavender, and I can't remember what else, but I just remember saying to the dentist, this was down in Tijuana in Mexico, give me an elephant dose. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I was so chilled. But look, you know, let's talk about um, uh, a couple of herbs because you should see me now. Uh, I, I live in Covidsville, as you know. None of this lot will be watching it. I don't really care. Um, and I, I'm I'm just forgiving them. Um, but I, I, I cultivated all of my dandelions on my garden and I didn't dig any up. And I decided what I'm going to do is I'm going to take every other one out with the root and put them in the freezer. And then the rest in between, I'm going to cut them because I'm going to start eating the dandelion uh, flour. Just put them in some baking soda in the sink. Um, and I'm going to cut the leaves up. And it goes wonderful with new potatoes, little bit of apple cider vinegar, either olive oil or flaxseed oil, and some crushed garlic. Ah, oh, and it's a diuretic. It has loads of health benefits. And you can eat your dandelions, but you don't want to be eating it if, you know, your silly neighbors have been spraying glyphosate. So make sure you clean it. But don't pull these things up. When I see everything now, and I'm learning, when I bring this to you guys, I learn. So let's talk about valerium root, which is what? Valium came from. They isolated the active compound. You don't need to. So valerium root, valeriana officinalis is the, cap. I'm going to say this wrong, caprifolaceae honeysuckle family. And there are many species of, of valerium, most medicinal, but this is the species most commonly used medicinally. So you can grow it in your own garden. You can grow it in your own garden. Um, so it's, Edible use. The seeds are edible when lightly toasted. So you could toast them. And remember, we're told we can eat the seeds of things. The root is most commonly used, but the leaves may also be used for medicine, though they are less potent than the roots. So it's the, that's why it's from the valerian root. Uh, you can use it for insomnia as a sleep aid with excellent results. So people report that they go to sleep faster and they can sleep for longer. Well, we did the pineal gland last week. And so you should be sleeping in complete darkness. And if you've got any light pollution from outside, sleeping mask on and set your alarm to coincide when the sun comes up because you want to take your mask off because you need that light streaming in. Um, so they awaken when they've had valerian root, they're refreshed without any residual drowsiness. So do you see what the Lord gives us? You don't get horrible side effects. Um, it's good for anxiety and panic attacks and the valerian root has a calming effect and it's beneficial with people with panic and anxiety disorders. Well, what do they give them? They give them drugs. You don't need to give them drugs. You can give them this. Depression and OCD, obsessive compulsive behavior. I said to my sister, incidentally, because she's she's coming over. Dawny Poos, my beloved sister, arrives um, a, uh, a week on Monday. So she leaves Australia tomorrow. I'm so excited. It'll be the second time I've seen her in 25 years. And uh, I said to her, oh, when you arrive at my house, don't look at the dust. She went, there won't be any dust. I'm sure you've still got OCD. You've always had it. So it's quite funny. <laughs> I do have a bit of OCD and I like it because it makes me very industrious. I like everything tidy. That's why little, little man over there messing up the sofa, I come in and go, who messed up already? Anyway, so look. 
Valium root improves the symptoms of depression and obsessive compulsive disorders when used in very small doses. In larger doses, it can have the opposite effect. So don't be thinking, I'll take loads of it because I keep cleaning. Don't. Start low. And um, you can go, you can even go to a homeopath. Um, but anyway, epilepsy, how interesting is this? Valerium has a relaxing effect on the muscles of the body for regular use to, pre to prevent attacks. Usual dosage is between 100 milligrams to one gram of dried and powdered root. Well, they don't tell you that. They want everyone on epilim drugs with terrible side effects. They're very dangerous. When you leave high doses around and you've got all the children in the house, they don't tell the kids what to eat to keep their blood sugar stable, which was shown in lots of studies that when you kept the blood sugar, an undulating line, you didn't get uh, nearly as many as these seizures. But now they just give them the drug and they've got the spikes and troughs with all the rubbish diet. And in fact, I met a lovely, lovely lady and um, she was telling me her she's had all her COVID shots. And of course, and I met a lovely woman whose son is now having seizures and he's in his 20s since he had his second covid shot oh nothing to see here of course not but it is coming out so you start with a low dose depending on the the person's size and the severity of the disease and okay. you increase it can gradually. i can i ask a, a clarifying question here so are, are you are you taking this valerian root and 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 such are you taking it and making a tea out of it or are you crushing it up and and putting it in the capsule kind of thing or what are you doing with it well, this one where they're telling you it's or it will already be in you would you would go to um a place where you can buy this where it's already prepared for you because this would be a hundred milligrams or one gram of dried and powdered root. So you would have to have that measured out. So I wouldn't just take, you know, don't go buying it off the internet unless it's organic and it's a reputable source. But it's incredible. And and also remember what I was saying about um and also, if, you know, if you've got a child, you must go and see somebody that's a herbalist or somebody that's uh, professional in this. But, you know, if you're talking about a woman, don't forget, um, you know, you've got to take into account how much you weigh and you gradually increase until you find a level that works. It's not going to harm you, but you don't take too much. It can also be used for acute attacks. Uh, menstrual cramps. Oh, my word. How many women, young girls get menstrual cramps? <laughs> the cat's just come in and he's getting excited. Um, incidentally, the little brown dog has learned how to go through the cat flap like a rat out of an aqueduct. <laughs> but he can't get back through because it's a higher up step. So I've had to put a baby gate now onto the utility room when I go anywhere to stop the dog going out. And look who's just arrived. Da, 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 da. Dave. Dave. Look. Can you see it? Dave. Hey, hey, Dave. He's looking a bit, you know, he's looking a bit tatty. He's trying to get some, he's trying to get some love. He's coming for it. Dave, there you go. Look, he likes to lie on my books. He's thinking about it. So, um, well, I forgot, I lost what I was saying there. You were, yeah, you were girls, talking about women who have menstrual cramps yeah, and, girls, and using that. Girls are eating loads of sugar. And for every molecule of, of glucose that you have, every molecule, sorry, of fructose, sucrose you have, you're using up 56 molecules of magnesium and you need magnesium to stop, you know, it stops muscle cramps. It relaxes the muscles. So anybody that gets muscle cramps, any muscle cramps, even angina, angina, leg cramps, this is all lack of magnesium as well. 
So, you know, young girls getting um, menstrual cramps, they need magnesium, they need iodine. But anyway, because of its ability as, a, as an analgesic property, the valerian root has an ability to relax smooth muscles and the herb makes a good treatment for pain and cramping during menstruation, which is wonderful. It lowers blood pressure and pulse rate. Valerian relaxes the blood vessels to naturally reduce blood pressure and pulse rate. How cool is that? But they put everybody on these blood pressure tablets. Oh, anyway, they don't get to what they do is they just you, you go in the doctor's surgery and they go, oh, yeah, you got high blood pressure. I'll give you a tablet. They don't go. Why have you got high blood pressure? Let's get to the root cause. And all I see, honestly, anyone that comes to me as a patient, um, it's it's incredible because somebody actually said to me last week, you know, I have a very special condition condition. I guess, oh, yeah, what's that then? And she told me. So I put my hand on her wrist and I said, much as you're really lovely, you're not a special snowflake. We're all made the same. <laughs> and I said, and when you take away all the things that are offending me, you will get better. And, and that's it. That's exactly it. So it, it's just everyone's got a different level of toxicity. That waste paper bin, you know, is, is different for everyone because you've you've already put all your garbage in it. So, you know, you can, you can take all these drugs and that's all I see is the people are on the same drugs and they've got the same symptoms. So they start off with one thing, like, like for instance, statins, the doctor goes, oh, your cholesterol's high. No, that cholesterol's high because the blood vessels are all getting damaged. So that low density lipoprotein goes there to plug up the holes. That's exactly what it does. But suddenly that's the bad guy. So they go, oh, we'll give you statins. Then they get into so many problems. It destroys CoQ10, the heart protective enzyme, causes dementia, and and so on. So they end up with a load more drugs and everything else, but nobody actually gets to the root cause. So when we get, when I get the patients, they've got all the same symptoms. They're on all the same drugs. So we just work backwards. And I never say stop taking your drugs. We never do that. We What we do is we get the diet in order first, the detox in order. We start bringing in herbs. We bring in, in some supplements. We get out in this midday sun and then and, and coffee enemas, which are wonderful if they can do them and they're not contraindicated. And then some of them I go, well, you know, go to your doctor and discuss reducing your drugs. Uh, and if the they go to a doctor, one went to a doctor and the doctor said, no, 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 you don't want to stop taking your drugs. None of those things work. I said, change your doctor. That doctor's rubbish. Anyway, Amen. That's that exactly doctor, right. That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah, that doctor was really overweight as well. What's that all about? Who's going to listen? Who's going to go to a dentist with black teeth? Nobody. So, you know, why are you going to go to a doctor that's really fat? You're not. If that doctor looks unhealthy and is telling you, no, nothing works, take your drugs. You should be running out of that office, taking it out your sat-nav so you can never find your way there again. Amen. Quitting smoking. Valerian root is calming and it helps lessen the effects of nicotine withdrawal. Don't forget, I'm on the, well, I'm not on the fence. There are loads of independent peer-reviewed studies showing that four cigarettes a day, if it's organic and if it's all organic leaf and everything else, that it can have beneficial effects. Uh, but we're not talking about the uh, cigarettes with about 5,000 different chemicals in plutonium-210 being one of them, uh, which was what killed Litvinenko. Um, it, there's traces of that in cigarettes. That's why people that smoke look terrible, don't they? Um, so we're not talking about those cigarettes that make these tobacco industry very rich. And the government doesn't tell you that that's a pandemic. Oh, no, no, because they get the money in taxes. Couldn't have that, could we? Um, so I'm on a roll today. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you are. 
it, it especially helps with the irritability people often experience when quitting. Use it in a tincture form. So if you're with someone who's giving up, giving up cigarettes, get them some tincture of valerian root and you'll have a much nicer life. Um, so harvesting it. This is quite interesting. I love this. Cut the flowering tops off as they appear. Now all hell's letting loose. Dave's trying to get on the table. The chihuahua's just chased him, and the chihuahua that's behind me is growling at everybody. Sorry. Yeah, the people so, in the radio audience just have no idea what kind of circus is going on in the background <laughs> over here. <laughs> I'll tell you the circus. Fat Dave has just come from the ever-flowing tray of food because there's three bowls of dried food and their food and water. My dogs can eat whenever they want, and they're all they're slim. And then I give them their real meat at night. Everybody gets real meat. Last night they had minced turkey with carrots in it. Everybody had it. Um, so he's just come from the ever-flowing tray of plenty, plenty. Tried to get across the kitchen onto the table, pursued by the two-kilogram chihuahua who thinks he's Mr. Big, big Boy. And uh, so Dave's just jumped up. And then the chihuahua that sat behind me is like, she's like the bouncer. She's like the person that's outside the nightclub and, you know, waits for everyone to start fighting and she jumps in. So uh, she's just growled at everybody. <laughs> I've just had to grab her by the neck to make sure <laughs> she doesn't tear in as well. well. I feel like I'm just the umpire here. Um, anyway, so harvesting. Cut the flowering tops off as they appear and it enables a better development of the root if you do that. Um in the first year, many of the young plants don't flower, but produce a luxuriant crop of leaves. Harvest the roots in the autumn and you dig deeply to get the entire root system. Planting some back for future harvests is a good idea and slice the roots into small sections and dry for future root uh, use. Now, there is a warning here. In ordinary doses, valerium exerts a quietening and soothing influence upon the brain and the nervous system. However, in larger, repeated doses, it can produce pain in the head, heaviness and stupor, and it can become addictive. So you only use it in very small doses and when needed. You don't take it every day, obviously. You shouldn't be taking any of these things every day. You wait to have a symptom and you take it. Um, don't use during pregnancy as the effects aren't known. So if you're pregnant, so if you are of childbearing age, and, uh, you know, assuming you're in a loving, stable relationship, I'd like to think married. Um, you shouldn't, if you're having unprotected intercourse, you have to assume that you're pregnant every month unless you're physically on your menstrual cycle. Because that first two weeks of pregnancy, you don't even know you're pregnant. Well, the rest of us are actually <laughs> who've had more than one child. Most women will tell you, I know straight after conception. I just knew. Um you know, for me, I would get a funny taste in my mouth about a week after conception, like a metal taste. Um, oh, and I, I think I said to you last week, didn't I, that the pineal gland is the first gland to be formed in the embryo. Isn't Interesting. I did not know that. And you know what else? It's it's visible. It's It can be seen at three weeks gestation. So remember, if you're on a 28-day cycle and the egg should be released 14 days before your menstrual cycle, before that falling away of the uh, the lining of the uh, uterus, um, 
that egg is released at say 14 days. If you've got a 21 day cycle, it would be released on day seven of your cycle. If you had a 35 day cycle, it would be released on day 21 of your cycle. That egg is fertilizable for approximately 12 hours. Sperm can penetrate an egg for, uh, it's believed to be about 72 hours. Male sperm swim quicker. Uh, the female sperm, you know, have longevity. That's what I read somewhere. I mean, if you can find anything different, be my guest. Um, and then don't forget, they've got to go up and they've got to take that chance. Is it left or is it right? <laughs> so fertilization takes place two thirds along the fallopian tube. And by the time that egg reaches the uterus, it's it's a bundle of cells, a blastocyst or a marula, as some people call it. So that's happens. And that's conception right there about day 14. And if it's a 28 day cycle and then you're already two weeks pregnant, generally when you miss your monthly cycle, you find out you're already two weeks by three weeks, that pineal gland is formed. And, and I find that incredible. That's how important that little gland is. It's just mind blowing that how the Lord created us so perfect. And that's your gland that is in all ancient charts, um, your connection with you, your, your higher self. Um, the mothership, your your connection with the Lord, our creator. So, uh, and incidentally, another little thing I found out as well is we, we think of our protein digestion and protein digestion begins in the stomach, whereas your fat and your starches, the digestion begins in your mouth under tylin and linguinal lipase. And then that switches off when it goes into your stomach where the protein then be- begins to be inge- uh, digested. And then as it goes through the duodenum, that protein digestion and fat starts off, uh, um, starch starts off again. But, you know, your body, two thirds of your protein digestion, wait for it, is your own cells once they've done their job and they're broken down and your mucus, protein rich mucus. So two thirds of your protein digestion is from yourself, brings a whole new meaning to eat me, doesn't it? Eat me. You're, <laughs> you're yes. feeding yourself. Isn't that amazing? That is. <laughs> totally totally amazing this is why i love doing lectures i love doing podcasts i love because you know when i have to go and research something and read and and i have such an abundance of books and papers um and and then i go on i listen to i listen to podcasts i listen to videos on youtube and i just listen from all different places and then i I get little bits i go oh that's interesting oh that's interesting so i learn the quickest way to learn is to teach that's right so yeah yeah and that was you know that's something that we that we had uh that we learned when we were looking at uh homeschooling was you know it was just a simple thing now i i saw it as pretty simple if you can learn something all you do is turn around and teach what you learn you tell people what you learn speaking of that i got this from my son-in-law as we close out and we're going to let kate finish on the other side this i got this from my son-in-law yesterday this is my grandson they were watching the show yesterday and so Papa has been teaching my grandson by way of this program. How cool is that? Catch us at sonsoflibertymedia.com for the rest of this. Okay, so we want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And yeah, I was showing you that that image there. I got that yesterday and it just encouraged me um, because, you know, they, they get to come over like once a week or something like that now. And, uh, and Tristan's just a happy little fella, but I asked him, I said, so, so he watched the show. Well, he watched about half of it with us. And then I wouldn't let him hold the phone because he likes seeing you on there and he got mad at me. So we had to stop. So 
<laughs> it was it was short lived. I want to share something with. Uh, I want to share something with um, your viewers here, and I, I I know she wouldn't mind. This is my youngest daughter. It's just coming through to you now, Tim. She um, she's doing computer science and maths at University College London. Should have come through now. So she's have you got it, Tim? Yep, you got it. She's twenty years old, and she's such a she's she's at University College London, which is one of the top universities doing computer science, maths. She her body is her temple. She said to me, "Mommy, look, I've been doing yoga and I've grown." And she had a few inches recently. She does weights three, four times a week. She runs. She's got her first race coming up. She had a problem. She went to see a chiropractor. She eats organic. Her body's her temple. Um, she measures all her food. She said to me last night, I've got to go. I've got to get to bed because I like to sleep early and I like to wake up early and do my study in the mornings. She studies really hard for exams. She sent me that photograph last night. She said, look at my quads. I've been working on my quads. Can you see that? I was going to say it, her legs look like they're just muscular. Yeah. Not, not, is, not trim and tone. They look like they're muscular. Is, she's a size zero in clothing. And she is, she's my daughter that had long, long hair and she came home and she'd shaved her head. And I was like, oh. but she, you know what, you know what I love about her? She doesn't like to wear makeup. She, she's beautiful. She won't, she doesn't, she says I was made like this. So she won't shave her legs. She won't shave under her arms. Now she won't do her eyebrows because she's half Iranian. She went, I'm cultivating my, who I am. She said, this is who I am. Uh, she was laughed at a guy on the bus. She'd been, she'd been out somewhere training and she does salsa dancing. She does everything at the moment. She, she loves art. She's painting stones at the moment. And she just embraces everything. And she said that there was a guy laughing at her on the bus because she'd got hairy legs because she's half Iranian. She said, let me see your legs. And she said, is that it? And I'm a woman. So she was like, you know, he was mocking her. Then she mocked his legs because he yeah. had barely yeah. any hair. But I, I like the fact that she's not your typical, you know, all the all the girls that I see now, some of them, I, they're like caricatures. They don't even look like they don't look like women anymore. I don't know what's going on. You know, they, they, it's, it's really weird to watch. So she doesn't do any of that. She won't do any of that. But so I just wanted to show you, cause I, I looked at those quads and I was like, wow, and that's what she sent me. My quads are growing. Look at this. So she said that her knees were really painful. So she started doing lots of exercises to strengthen the joint. And she said, the pain's gone now. And I thought that's so cool for a 20 year old. And a girl that she's taken, you know, she does all that and she sleeps. Yeah. And yeah. And she's a, she she's worked with disabled children, special needs kids while she's, you know, been at university. She's taken jobs doing that in the week. She's she's kind of, she's a really she's a really good. She gave me a good run for my money when she was younger. Yeah. My oh. oldest my oldest boy has uh, he he was um, because uh, he had the leaky gut stuff. Boy, I I have never seen a young man be more disciplined in what he eats or doesn't eat than than my oldest son, uh, because if he if he gets off of that, oh he's like oh I just feel terrible. And I came home the other day. We 
run the trash off or something. I came home. He's sitting out in the yard playing his guitar in just a pair of shorts. And he's just as pale as can be because, you know, we've been inside and everything. And he goes, I'm just out here getting my vitamin D <laughs> stuff like that. So it was just, it's kind of interesting when people want to find those things, when, when they're, when they're really looking for a real solution and not a drug, they're a real long-term solution. They'll do all this stuff. They'll discipline themselves for those things because they realize their health and their life is at state, at state in doing that. Now, let me ask you this. Did you give us everything on the valerian root you have, or is I did. there something? Okay. Everything. So how everything. do violet? How do violets fit into this? Well, it wasn't. It was just I liked the fact. I thought I'd do two things, and and violets, beautiful plants that are edible and medicinal, and pansies are also edible. Um, they're edible. You spread the flowers and the leaves are edible. Young leaves and the flowers are tender for fresh eating. Um, and what is it for? Wild violets are an excellent tonic for helping the body to detox. Well, why might you get, why might you get a lot of the things that you get, like stress and anxiety? People think that, oh, oh, I, I've got that just because of the way I'm living. No, if you are toxic, those toxins go to the brain and they will make you agitated. They'll give you a headache. So this is where I liked the fact that violets are good for helping the body to de detoxify and they strengthen the immune system and stimulate the lymphatic system. They help the body to eliminate waste and toxins. Violets are cooling, moistening and relieve pain and they work as a blood cleanser and they're safe for older people and for children. And you can use the flowers and the leaves internally as a tea or a tincture and externally for skin conditions. So they're also good for sore throats, cold, sinus infections, any respiratory uh, conditions, whooping cough and a dry hacking cough. And they're also good for anti-inflammatory uh, uses, so for people with arthritis and joint pain and minor scrapes and bruises. But what I liked about that was the fact that, you know, if you think of valerian root and why you need that and all the things that you're getting, you know, you can't sleep. And people say, well, well, what, why, you know, the reason for not sleeping is not because of a toxin. Well, actually, it is. Because if you really think about alcohol, when you drink alcohol it, it, and it goes to your brain and it's a toxin, you don't have a real sleep. It's an alcohol induced sleep and you feel terrible in the morning. What about um, when you don't go to sleep enough? Your glymphatic system cleans the brain, but you need to be in that deep cycle of sleep. So when you don't sleep enough, you get a dull headache. So your brain becomes toxic. So you see, these things are all linked. Your, your, your entire body is not just, you know, like when you go into the, the Rockefeller system, you have the cardiologist for the heart. You have the endocrinologist for your endocrine system. You know, your gastroenterologist for your stomach and your gut. Your gynecologist for a woman's reproductive organs. Your urologist for your waterworks and a man. But actually, all of those systems are all joined together. So why can we not have, you know, a, um, uh, the general practitioner kind of person, yeah, an autonomy ologist, um, because unfortunately the, these doctors will only look at, and for instance, you know, you get a doctor who'll go and give a patient, um, who's, who's to do with the cardiovascular system. They'll give them statins. They'll give them blood pressure tablets. Then they get reflux because of those two tablets so they give them a meprazole to drop the stomach acid and now they can't extract their nutrients so 
their, their vitamin D, that their kelp from the sun, converting your cholesterol in your skin, going through the liver, your calcium in your food binds to it. But if you've not got enough stomach acid, that's not going to happen. So what do you get? You then get osteoporosis. So who deals with that? A different surgeon. But it's been caused by this one. So, you know, my um, wonderful consultant who did my surgery and manages just my, you know, aesthetic appearance, and I go and see him just for that. He said to me when I was last with him, what are you taking now? Anything new? Because he, he actually said, you know, you've done really well. I went, what to be alive? And he went, yep. And um, I said, what, what are they giving them? And he said, what, what wouldn't you take? And I said, well, if you had cancer, for me personally, unless there's a deficiency, I wouldn't give a cancer patient vitamin D and I wouldn't give them that nasty iron supplement. They give them ferrous sulfate. And he said, why is this? Because both will make a tumor grow. And he said to me, that's exactly what they give them. That's exactly what they give them. So do you see how, how far apart this is and a little bit of knowledge about, oh, you're, you're vitamin D deficient or, or I'm going to give you vitamin D because I've heard it's good if you've got cancer, but actually I'm giving them you know, giving them ferrous sulfate if their iron is low, but that's really not the way you want to, to do it. And the reason their iron is low is because inflammation, which means, you know, there's a fire going on in you, is a precursor to cancer. It's one of the things, if you've got constant inflammation, you can end up with cancer. So if you've got a fire going in in your body, what does it do? It uses up your iron. So that's why a lot of people with big inflammatory disorders have low iron stores. You don't want to be giving them that ferrous sulfate. It's garbage. And there's lots of other ways you can bring the iron up. Yeah. Blackstrap molasses, dried apricots, unsulfured. So they should look black, not orange. Let me, let me ask something here because uh, we've talked about tinctures. And I know there are some people who are listening to this show who know how to make tinctures. But what's the basic thing? Let's say you've got some violets there. You want to do it. And I know you can do this with a whole host of herbs and things. What? How are you oh. doing that? Because my understanding is you're, you're doing something like uh, uh, you're using boiling water, but you'll use something like a, like a, like a vodka or something that it pulls the stuff out and then it, the alcohol burns off of it, but you're left with, with um, the tincture. Is well, that I'm how you do learning that? that? I'll tell you why, because you can make uh, decoctions, you can make oil infusions, you can make teas. Um, tinctures, but you've got to be careful. You've got to harvest them at the right. I, I would advise everybody go around your secondhand shops. People are always throwing away books on herbs. I mean, why would you do that? But anyway, or well, get yourself a good book. You don't need to spend a lot. Tinctures are uh, medicinal extracts of any herb or herbal concoction in an alcohol, vinegar, or glycerin base. Uh, because alcohol is a universal solvent, it's usually able to extract the essential oils from the herbs as well as extract most of the other chemical compounds that water, um, it, it, as well as extract, that water is able to extract. Um, and it's note that some herbs, some herbs need a double extraction in water and alcohol to access all of the medicinal compounds. Alcoholic tinctures have uh, another much more import, important attribute. They absorb into the body faster than any other means of using herbal medicines. So alcoholic tinctures absorb quicker into the body. And that's why these are better. Um, and it's due to the alcoholic base, which starts absorbing through the stomach wall and even through the mouth upon taking the tincture. Rather than being digested, like other things that are eaten and drunk, the herbs are absorbed right into the bloodstream. 
Another benefit of tinctures is that they are virtually, uh, that they virtually last forever as long as they are stored in a well-sealed container. The alcohol is uniformly fatal to any microorganisms that might come into contact with it. So there's no possibility of the tincture decomposing. The biggest risk is, is evaporation if you don't screw the lid on tight. To make a tincture, you'll need some sort of consumable alcohol that is at least 80 proof. That's 40% alcohol. Vodka is the preferred alcohol to use because it has no flavor, but rum and no gin, colorings. Pardon? And no colorings. Yeah. But rum, gin, brandy, and whiskey will work just as well. Isn't that amazing? So I think a single malt whiskey might be good. You can also use apple cider vinegar or food grade vegetable glycerin, although these often don't work as well for many herbs and they don't last as long. So I'm going to be making mine with alcohol. Absolutely. You fill a, a glass jar, one third to half full of the dried herbs. You got that? So get yourself a kilner jar um, that you can screw a lid on. That's what I would do. Or if you've got jam jars, just as good. And you half a third to half fill it with dried herbs you're using for your tincture, but don't pack them down. Don't be forced to push them down. You just drop them in where they fall. The amount of herb used depends on the surface area and extractability of the herb. You can also use fresh herbs. You don't need to use dried ones. Use two times the amount of dried as opposed to what you would use fresh. So it's a, if it's fresh, you only need half the amount as what you would use dried. Fill the jar with alcohol, leaving a half inch, just a half inch, 1.25 centimeters, for you don't know that, of headspace. So that at the top of the jar, just leave that amount of space and you stir it well. Close the lid on the jar. Don't forget to put a label on it and a date that you made it. So you need to put a label straight away of what you've put in it. And store in a cool, dry place. I would say store out of light as well. Get a, cup, a cupboard to put it in. Tinctures can take anywhere from four to weeks to six months to fully extract, depending on the herbs you're using. Two months works well for most herbs. Shake the jar once a day if possible. Isn't this cool? Where else wow. could you get this information? Really neat, yeah. Once, yeah, once your tincture is complete, it's usually around eight weeks. This is why you need your labels on. So don't forget, you can be making more and putting them behind and shaking it because you're making it for all your family. You're turning into the, the medicine person of the neighborhood. You're now ministering health and healing. Uh, we'll be teaching everybody this on. Uh, this is what all the nurses are going to be learning. Once the tincture is complete, which is around eight weeks, strain out the herbs and re-bottle the finished product. So this is where all of your apple cider vinegar bottles, I'm, I'm turning into my mother, I save everything. And save all these bottles, buy yourself little funnels, soak them in water to get the labels off. Then you can buy a roll of labels. Every single jar you have, do not throw it away. Don't throw it away. And that means even these little little makeup containers that are little glass bottles with a with a screw lid and a pipette vitamins and minerals the pure body stuff from the i sell the good inside they have little bottles with the the lids you can all of these things do not throw them away um store them in your garage so the alcohol renders uh, renders it very shelf stable so you strain out the herbs and you rebottle the finished product and it's stable and the tincture lasts for, are you ready? Have a guess, Tim. How do you think, how long do you think that tincture will last? 
forever, I guess, if you keep it in, in a up dark place. Up to seven years. Wow. Up to seven years. Guys, you could be growing this in your garden instead of going down the garden center, spending all your money putting flowers in just so that you've got the fanciest garden in the neighborhood. Really? Anyway, um, many people put tinctures in dropper bottles for the ease or ease of use. You see? So you can buy your pure body zeolite from me and then you can save all those bottles. I bought loads of little brown bottles as well and the little funnels. I have too um, because I'm I'm gonna yeah. be making up a batch of uh, chlorine dioxide here yeah. and sharing that oh, yeah. around. Well I've made the I've made the solution, you know, where you get the gas. I've done the concentrate, I've been taking that. So um you put the tinctures in a dropper bottle um, for the ease of use, but any small glass bottle will work. Half to one teaspoon is a normal dose for adults. For children, dosage is about a quarter to a third of an adult dose, depending on their weight. So I'd use less, the smaller they are. Um, and that's how you do it. That's how you make a tincture. Interesting. Interesting. So when everybody was, everybody was like, um, you know, watching Netflix, having their buying all their food deliveries in and going oh lockdown isn't this great no i was like a ferret down every hole i was buying books for herbs making stuff what i needed to do it i bought 20 years worth of seeds uh, the greenhouse is back up because the wind blew it back down there's now some weights of mine out the garage holding it down and uh, thank you team kiwi <laughs> who's going back to new zealand now so hey, we, we got a question. We got a question in here. So if if they can last up to seven years, um, somebody in the chat asked, why did they put an expert expiratory date on shop bought tinctures? Well, they they put ex expiry dates on food and it doesn't go off, do they? You can do skip rating. At the end of the day, all the food in the supermarket goes in the skip because it's gone past its expiry date when it's not really. And some people don't even ever go shopping. They skip raid. Um, I think they do it for legal purposes that they'll that you'll probably find that when people are selling things they have to have a license to sell it and they'll come under loads of regulatory stuff that's all that is that's all it is but why do you okay. want to be eating stuff well my my <laughs> thought was you're not really getting the purity of uh of what you would get if you do it yourself they've probably got something in it that sort of acts oh. as a preservative or something that Absolutely. they're required like, to like hang on a sec a crew which they're putting yep. on food now, which is highly toxic. Pesticides, herbicides, fungicides. You don't know where your stuff's grown. If people are growing this for a business, are they growing it organic? Or are they putting loads of pesticides, herbicides, fungicides on it to stop the bugs eating it so that they can get a bigger crop? And then you're going to be making a tincture? Oh, my word. Be very careful. You know, the Lord gave us the herbs as medicines. He didn't give us pesticides, herbicides, fungicides. Well, he Absolutely. gives it. He gives us natural ones like that. And my my wife has been using vinegar and some other things like that as well. Yeah, and also um, people worry about the slugs eating everything. I, I should say this. One of my friends, she said, "What I do is," she says, "I want them to be drunk and happy and die a lovely death." So she puts she puts little dishes with alcohol in, uh, and the slugs crawl in there and you know have a party and. And generally, they're found face down, drowned in the day. But, you know, you don't want to be putting slug pellets down because they're toxic. It kills the slug. Then who eats the slug? The birds. You kill the birds as well. Yeah. And you kill your cats if your cats eat them. You know, you don't need to do that. And incidentally, it's tick season. And because Rafi, the little dog, is the color of a tick, I don't often see them. And he always gets them around his eyes and he bites me. He's a typical chihuahua. Grumpy, grumpy. 
he bites me now. Um, but when I see a tick and I can't get it off him, I drop one drop of oregano oil, oregano oil. Is oh, that'll okay. do it. That'll do it right there. And I don't even drop it on the tick. You just have to drop it next to the tick. And and generally with, within 12 to 24 hours, I find that tick like on the floor. <laughs> um, but they, they don't like that. So do you see? That's a herb, oregano. And they've made an oregano, as you say, an oregano oil. So these things, yeah. you can grow all this in your garden. I'm really quite excited at... Um, that's, Team Kiwis. That's yeah. my oregano oil right there. Boy, you put, if you're wanting to I'm, use some of that when I have these coughs and stuff like that, oh, I drop it under stuff. my tongue. Don't, don't oh my much. goodness, it will set your mouth on fire. Yeah, yeah. You don't need very much of that um, at all. So um, Team Kiwis promised me that before he goes back to New Zealand, he's going to do all my jobs for me, which is great. Because he said to me, oh, you need, to you need some things to raise up all your flower beds. Take that out and let's put a whole vegetables and herb garden around there so i'm gonna get him to get me started um but yeah you know this is uh this is all here for us we don't need their garbage we really don't yeah well we've, you know, again we've got to learn to go back to the old paths not only uh morally under the law of god but we've, we've got to, we've got to learn how to take care of ourselves and you know generations before us uh, and i would say you got to go back probably two or three generations in some families where, where families used to do this. Now, some people who are who are online, I know many many of them do this stuff anyway, and mm -hmm. they've been taught to do it or they've learned to do it or whatever the case may be. So people shouldn't be discouraged if they haven't been doing it. You can always learn to do it and you can always put it into practice at little bits at a time. Start with two or three little things and start growing them, start using them, and, uh, and that'll encourage you to pick up more. I mean, at least that's the way I see things. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I was I was born in a, on the edge of a city. We were we were real town clowns. Um, I've had a very different life. You know, I've had a, a town clown life. I really have city slicker life. And um, and I just reached a stage where nothing, nothing was of any interest to me anymore. And it was cancer that made me like that. And, it, and yet, you know, when I when I start learning about this stuff, it, it fills me with excitement when I when I see these things you know going up and now my stuff's my shelving unit arrived for my greenhouse and I just think wow you know this is happening and I I just know you know when when my stuff starts to grow and I'm going to lick my seeds incidentally before I put them in I can't even remember the reason but you're supposed to do it and I'm going to pray over my seeds I'm going to pray I'm going to go into my greenhouse and wherever my plants are I'm going to pray over them and uh and do it like that because we know that uh, the Japanese uh, scientist, I think his name was his name, Emoto, was it? And he said uh, he did the, the very famous study where he showed that two petri dishes of water and they froze them. One, they played slaughterhouses and horrific stuff. And the other one was was psalms and poetry and prayers. And the ice crystals formed beautifully and perfectly as they should. But over on the other side, they were all deformed. And that's the same for your plants. You know, you, you have to talk to them, speak nice. I, I can never, ever grow orchids. I manage to kill them every single time. And um, I could never grow them at all. And now I can. And I go in my bathroom and I feed all my plants once a week. And thank you to all the people that have bought me houseplants. Thank you so much. And thank you to Victoria, who listens every week. And she bought me um, 
this lovely, lovely, I think it's called a prayer plant and it's in my living room and they're all growing beautifully. I haven't killed anything. But what I do is when I go and water them every week, I go, I've got your nutrition here, your distilled water, all your nutrients in it, but this lovely organic plant feed. And I talk to them and call me mental. But um, one of the orchids, oh, it's grown beautifully, absolutely beautifully. It's flowered twice. So, you know, I'm just learning all these things. But you, if you keep playing horrible, horrible music with all these satanic verses in it when it's played backwards, which is what a lot of this modern music, pop music is, been proven, uh, that's what's going to happen. But anyway, I better love you and leave you because I'm about to take the uh, the furry rats out for a big walk. And then because uh, uh, my big sister's arriving, um, I have got, I think I've got about seven or eight pots now. I'm going to just buy some flowers to kind of tart up around the garden furniture. Um, so I've got to go and get that. And please do join me tomorrow, 11 a.m. GMT, which is 12 midday British summertime on TNT radio, where I will be uh, joined by a lady. And we are talking about, she's a very famous producer presenter of the movie Sacrificial Virgins, the documentary Sacrificial Virgins. So we're talking about the HPV vaccine, which they have just mandated for college students in America. And before the COVID, it was the most dangerous vaccine ever created. It's horrific. So we are going to be talking medical crimes in tyrannical times tomorrow, 11 a.m. GMT on TNT Live which is 12 midday, uh, 12 midday British summertime. So please do join us on that for a heart-hitting show. Okay. All right, Kate, we appreciate you very much. Thank you for the information you bring to us each week. And uh, boy, this has been enlightening about, about uh, valerian roots and violets and even the history, how, how these guys take what God has given us and they find a way to make their filthy lucre off of it while poisoning you in the process in many cases. So keep that in mind, guys, and uh, and keep your eyes on the Lord. Have a great weekend. Have a great Lord's Day. Get with the people of God. I encourage this every week. Get with the people of God, even if you got to open up your house. You know, part of, part of an elder, finding a, a good elder is good character, and part of that good character is demonstrated in hospitality. Hospitality. Loving one another, bringing them into your, your house, spurring one another on to good, loving good works. And uh, do that. And then, Lord willing, I'm going to see you Monday morning, bright and early, 6 a.m. Talk to you then. See you.